Hey guys, Luke Soyne here. Thank you for listening to the Epic Tiki the Take the Podcast It. We're taking a pod and we're casting a wide net and you guys are all invited. Um, <laughs> that was a stupid thing. Um, but uh, this episode is me and my good, good, one of my best friends in the whole world, Mike Garland. Um, he's the guy that got me to try stand-up comedy and and that's why I do it still today because he made me try it. And uh, so yeah, uh, he, the two of us sit down and, and on opposite sides of the country because he lives in Florida, three hours apart, and we talked Annihilation in this episode. We talked about the whole movie, spoilers and all, so turn around and watch the movie and then come back if you haven't seen it yet. Or if you don't give a shit, live your life on the edge and listen to the spoilers and then go see it. Whatever you want to do. It's a really great movie. You should check it out. And um, yeah, so uh, Mike and I... Uh, we talk about the movie. We get deep. He offers some really cool insights that I didn't think about, and I was really excited to hear them because I was like, whoa, I didn't think about it that way, <laughs> which is usually what a cool insight does, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, share, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, you can find me at Epic, T- at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Plug at the end. Uh, Mike, I think, is Mr. Garland Comedy on Twitter or at Mike Garland Comedy. I think it's Mr. Garland Comedy. He plugs it at the end. It doesn't matter. This intro is going way too long. So you know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to get into this episode, and you're going to love it. Thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy. start i'll start with my normal starting thing that i do hey everybody welcome back to the epic tiki's uh take the podcast it's i want to change the name and i haven't um done it and so it's just i don't know what it is but i'm luke soyne and with me today is hey everybody welcome to the epic tiki's take podcast this is your host <laughs> mike garland and we are here with uh guest host luke soyne to you, talk about you. the movie yeah. Rampage with oh, yeah. The Rock. We're going to talk about Rampage, Rampage all day, every day. Also, Skyscraper. Is that the thing you saw before you got back to your house apartment? No. We saw uh, Love, Simon, which was actually pretty good. I, yeah. I liked it. It was a lot. I thought it was going to be like real cheesy, like, uh, you know, sort of uh, like Oscar Beatty. Hmm. You know, like, oh, this is for teenagers. And it is, but just not in a cheesy way. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's coming out at the wrong time of the year to be an Oscar movie. But so. you know what I mean? Like, just uh, that kind of movie where they're like, we're going for emotional story beats. We've it created a motion like picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was good, though. I liked it. Okay, I might check it. I probably won't check it out, to be honest. There's a lot of things I haven't caught up on yet that I want to see. Nah. Do you have movie pass? I should get that. I think I, it sounds like uh, I should get that. You should 100% get movie pass. Okay. It is amazing. That's what Sheldon keeps telling me to get it, too, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I get it? <laughs> I don't. Uh, so I am in no way sponsored by movie pass, but it is $10 a month or so, and you get to see one movie in theaters every 24 hours. 
yeah. if you don't like 3D, which I don't like 3D, so I don't care. But if you just like regular movies, yeah, oh, fuck perfect. 3D. It's amazing. I'm not yeah. a fan of 3D at all. Um, but today yeah, we're here. It's pretty great. <laughs> we're here to talk about <clears throat> Annihilation, which came out uh, like three, two or three or four weeks ago now. It's right. been out for a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I finally saw it uh, this week, I think. When did I see it? Yeah, I saw it like last weekend or, yeah. And uh, I just went by myself. I went early and I took my Nintendo Switch and I played Mario Kart through the Maria Menounos bullshit and then I watched the movie. It was so good. <laughs> Wait, have, what? There's like that thing that they, they always do the stupid previews that are before the previews. Like it's... It's like, hey, check out this uh, limited edition series on TNT. It's uh, Doctors in a Fire. Oh, and you're yeah, like, I don't yeah, care yeah, about yeah. these fire yeah. doctors. <laughs> you can't heal it's a doctors fire. Doctors in a Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're on fire! <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're, just, they're finding new ways to have doctors do stuff. Who cares anymore? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Doctors in a Fire. Check it out on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, that's that a family guy like, cutaway. Sure. That like really fits for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so this movie is uh, it's an Alex Garland joint. Uh, it's his it's his next movie after he did Ex Machina, which is why I was excited about this one. Is because yeah. he's doing another cool original sci-fi pick that he he wrote it right. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Should we have? Do you have your internet in front of you? <laughs> Yeah, I got my laptop. I'll pull it up. Okay. I'll vamp while you look it up. But, um, oh, yeah, we've got to rearrange. You guys can't see it. We're Skype. We're FaceTiming on our iPhones. and uh, Technology. Hey, uh, D and Dennis here. We're talking technology. The big <laughs> T. <laughs> I've been catching up on It's Always Sunny because I, I never saw past season eight for some reason. And, uh... Maria Gloria, past guest on the podcast, uh, was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, you're right. And so I'm watching it now. Oh, uh, God. It's so good. It, it, you so know, good. I I used to not like it so much, like after season five or so. But the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, holy crap, it's so good. Yeah, like, there's some really great episodes. Like, it just doesn't get bad. It just continues to be a perfect show. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Annihilation, back to the show. <laughs> We're talking the big A today. Big A. Not the AIDS one, the other one. Nope, not that one. The HIV. We're talking the big A, HIV. Yeah, it's uh, written by Alex Garland. And no relation Jeff to you. V- Jeff Vandermeer. Oh, okay. But it's not based on a book or anything. Based on the novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Oh, really? That's what it says on IMDb. Yeah, baby. Okay. Well, either way, he still directed the shit out of it and wrote. He wrote the screenplay to be awesome. So, yeah, props. I agree. Props to Alex Garland. Yeah, uh, uh, he's pretty good. Uh, I really liked it, and I thought this was a pretty good follow up to Ex Machina. To be honest. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it's interesting because it's sort of. A little, it's sort of on the same thing of what's reality, but different. Because like the themes of Ex Machina are kind of like, what does it mean to be conscious? What's real? Stuff like that. Yeah. And then this movie, <clears throat> this movie's like, what if, what if you go into a soap bubble, and everything's, everything, your your hand starts moving around, and you grow flowers, and you turn to a flower baby person. 
Yeah, totally. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you what, what, what would you say the themes are of this uh, f- uh, film, uh, Michael? I thought Ex Machina was all about like what it means to be human, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought it explored that really well. And I thought this movie did the same thing, but on a different level, sort of dealing with... I thought it was... The whole thing was sort of a metaphor for like depression or with other, you know, mental illnesses or something, you know, that people keep inside or try to hide or whatever. So I I thought this sort of explored that in a that what it means to be human. Just hey, here's like the emotional side of it rather than just consciousness or not like ex machina was, in my opinion. What? So I didn't even think about that. How? So do you mean like because uh, they all kind of are fucked up in some way? So that's why they were all like, "Let's go into this thing that no one came back from." That's fine. Yeah, and just yeah, the I... way that it twists reality, like maybe that's how people with mental illness view the world is different, and it's hard to understand them. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like the shimmer. The shimmer was sort of like their own head, you know, going inside your own head, and so. You know, they say, like, oh, the the thoughts you have, the emotions you have, whatever, are reflected in the shimmer. Like, nothing gets out. And so it sort of tor- turns everything into something else. Like, they had that, spoiler alert, they had that creepy bear that, you know, has that lady's screams at the last. Yeah, by the way, know, we're going to spoil the movie. That should be pretty obvious yeah. by now if you listen to this podcast. No one dies from a bear, so don't worry about it. No one dies from a bear. Yeah, Just no one gets it. their half it's their funny. jaw eaten off in a really crazy, cool-looking yeah. scene. Whoa. It's definitely not a nightmare bear, that's for sure. No <laughs> nightmare bears. Yeah. That was a really cool sound effect and yeah. just effect overall. I was very impressed. Yeah. I just thought uh it was really cool how he did that. Like uh, I mean I don't know I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much was taken from the book and how much he adapted or how much he created it was on his own, you know, but Yeah. I, I liked that. I, I mean, at least I personally drew that sort of metaphor from it. I thought it was great. It was way deeper than I thought it was going to be based on the trailer, for sure. Yeah. I I thought it was... that This movie, to me, was... I'm trying to lean back on my couch, and it's hard with the microphone arm. Um, I thought this movie was... I saw it like that... When, I, when, when it got to that last part, where she's just... It's basically like an interpretive dance movie for 20 minutes... <laughs> It was like, I was just imagining people who don't like this sort of thing watching this movie being like, and this is them saying it, not, you know, but, oh, this is gay. What is this movie? Like, it just turns into this thing like, I don't understand because they're not telling me what's happening. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, this is awesome. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I can't even fully say. It's like one of those, you have to kind of make your own guess at what exactly happened. Yeah. Cause, I don't know. I don't know if that's what he was going for, but uh, um, again, like that's just what I took from it. It took me. This is one of those movies where it took me like a week to think about it, you yeah. know. And I didn't see another movie for like a week afterwards, and I was just laying in bed at night, just like, oh crap, why is this movie sticking with me? You know, like what did that mean? Oh, the weird shimmer, bro. The shimmer. What is it? What is it a metaphor for? Yeah. Also, I gotta say, I I 
don't really get why everybody loves Jennifer Jason Lee so much. Uh, I didn't think she was so good in this. I thought she's she was she's great in other things. This movie, she was very... I don't know if it was her choice for that character or if that's what the character needed to be, but yeah, she was a little... She was a little, like, bland, I thought, but if yeah. you see... When you see her in Hateful Eight, though, she's great. Yeah, I didn't love her in Hateful Eight, but I definitely... You know, there was a major difference in talent. She I was think, doing on more. her part. She was yeah. doing more in Hateful Eight, and then uh, you probably didn't watch it. I tried to get you to because it's, it's a lot of commitment. But um, uh, the Twin Peaks revival last year, she's in there, and she's she doesn't do a lot. Oh either, yeah, I still haven't watched that. But she's so great because she's so subtle, and just her character's like she's like this. Uh, She's like a, a a hit woman. Her and um, Tim Roth, they're like a couple, and they just murder people the whole time. Like they're just they get orders from Evil Cooper, and I can just say these things, and they're probably not spoilers because it doesn't make sense unless you watch it. Um, so they ju- and they just go around in their van and they shoot people or whatever, and then but it's funny because they they interact with the way they talk and stuff is just like it's like they're just a couple who work together. They're like, oh, did you get me the fries, baby? I love you. Like, stuff like that. But then they have, like, a sniper rifle pointed at some guy walking into his house, and they just take him out. Uh, you, you have to watch it. It's really good. Yeah. The ending is yeah, confounding, been, uh, though. It's very annoying. It's like, what? You were ma- you were. It was kind of making sense, and then you did that? What the fuck? Why, David Lynch? Why? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, Annihilation, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, I I thought I wasn't like mad at her performance. I was just like, oh, that character, like she's doing, she's playing that character well. I mean, they probably could have gotten someone else if they wanted. Like it didn't need to be her, but I mean, I'm glad she got work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was, but something about her just really bugs me. I I don't know. Oh, I just didn't think. She wasn't as miscast as uh, Ben, uh, what's-his-face, in the Warcraft movie. God, that guy should not have been in that movie. Do you but, mean uh, uh, the guy who played the evil wizard? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's his... Ben Foster. Ben Foster, thank you. Who's a great actor, but he just really should not have been in that movie. He just doesn't have the fantasy British accent. Like, it just doesn't make sense for him to play, a, especially a wizard of all things. Like maybe like a blacksmith or something, but not a wizard. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like they just handed him lines, you know, and he's he just reading nonsensical gobbledygook just on this paper. He's just, you know, like if you re- hand your grandma like a paragraph of stuff to say that's all like computer related, and she's just like saying stuff like well the keyboard types the transmitter up to the cloud and she doesn't know what she's saying and she's saying it all weird like that's kind of how he was <laughs> Four, yeah. 14 gigabytes of ram i hate the rams i'm a 49ers fan <laughs> it really felt like that's what it was yeah oh man What'd yeah you... i don't think she was that bad but she was i don't know what do you think Something of Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say. I what... was just gonna say the same thing. <laughs> what did you think about Natalie Portman? Because she has to. She pretty much carries. Like she's the the character. I mean, there's a lot of supporting characters, but she's like we're on her journey the whole time. And 
Oh, I thought she was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought she killed it. Yeah. This she... is maybe her my favorite performance of hers other than Black Swan, I want to say, but or Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, for sure. Actually. I mean, I totally what a that. what a groundbreaking, you know, way to burst onto the scene <laughs> back in nineteen ninety nine. Oh goodness, <laughs> we have to do. It's have... a it's a Japar snip. <laughs> I I carved it for you. It's it's not weird. It's not weird that I did that. It's not weird at all. It's oh, not weird. Man. I was zooming the my deep, FaceTime. The deep in, space, so. the deep space pilots told me to see Annihilation. They talk about it a lot. They said you're an angel. Are you an angel? <laughs> they don't know you. I misquoted the line. Anyways, yeah, I think oh, she was great. Goodness. She was like really subtle, and like there was a lot going on. I, I I don't know. Like it's I used to not notice acting. That's which is why I didn't know that the prequels were bad for a long time. The Star Wars prequels, but now I can tell. I don't know, you just, you just see, like, oh, I'm believing this person. They're doing a lot with their, they're like, you could see it in their eyes and shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, that sounded really stupid, what I just said, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should be an acting coach. I can see it in your eyes. This is a great performance. I, I'm really, like, there's a lot of, like, anger and uh, unhappiness, and it's all in your eyes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, she killed it. She was really good. Um I I liked I don't know. Okay, what did you think about Oscar Isaac in this one? Oh, real quick before we move on, or I was going to say I really like there's like a I mean, she's great throughout the whole thing and stuff. Like there's a lot of subtlety, there's a lot of like like but there's like a like the shot when she kills that alligator and she like shoots it and everyone else all the other women are trying to shoot it and they don't know how or they're like missing because they never shot a gun before, which is like, why did you give them guns then? Like, uh, yeah. anyways, and then so, but then when you when they do that slow mo shot of her, like just badass, like do 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 do, just shooting the alligator, I was like, or crocodile, yeah. I was like, I be- I believe it. She she was in the desert. She did all the things. She was there. She was a soldier, and I thought that was really cool because that's got to be hard to pull off that look, you know, without having. You know, been to war. I don't know. Am I saying more dumb things? No, I I've heard a lot of people talk about how oh how phenomenal that shot was. Oh really? I just don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't know. Like I, it. It was a little cheesy, but it was. I just thought I like the the what what the shot was aside. Like her face during it was it was believable. Where that could have been like really silly. Like, oh, she knows how to shoot a gun. But it was like, yeah, there was never a time when I was questioning her being like having been a soldier. And then, you know, I don't know. Do they say what she did? They say what she was. I can't remember if they say what she was like an MP, right? Or something. Um, I don't remember. Specific, I'm sure they said it, but I don't. I just know that she that's how she met Oscar Isaac's character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kane was his name, I think. Or. Am I wrong? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Poe. Yeah. Poe Dameron. Yeah. Um, so Poe Dameron cuts a dude open in this. That That's was nuts. And the best part about that scene is that guy's like, yeah, do it. 
go ahead. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. scream or cry. He's just like, this is fine. This is fine. Go ahead and reach in there and touch whatever's going on. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. It's a Laffy Taffy. I'm just, I'm just making taffy in my tummy. It's tummy taffy. Yeah. You guys want to eat it? <laughs> I'm going to turn yeah, into coral some... soon. You better eat it before it ha- that happens. <laughs> Y'all want some tummy taffy? Come on over. I got <laughs> some tummy taffy. Slice my tummy open and pull it on out. It's not done pulling till the pulling's pulled. I don't know what I just said. But yeah, that was nuts. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how they knew to do that either. Like, like what is that conversation like where you're like, hey, man, something's going on in my stomach. Oh, do you want us to cut you open? Yeah. Okay. Let's film it first. Yeah. Though. Like he looks at yeah. the camera like, isn't isn't this nuts, guys? Check this out. To like people who yeah. will never see this, except they did see it, but. It's great. I think that was a really good. I think that was a very well executed scene. Even though it's a, it's not as bad as the documentary phone shoot from uh, Logan. You know, where this chick yeah. has like a thousand shots that she's like professional filmmaker. Really great some. editing and cutting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. All these angles <laughs> she would have never gotten. <laughs> Also, nobody stopped her from pulling out her phone in this super top secret child abuse environment. <laughs> having having recently visited a California state prison where they take all your phones before you go in, I imagine in a top secret laboratory experimenting on children, they would take the phones before you go no, in. No, but you don't understand. She had those sunglasses that have the camera on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, spy, yeah. She had those Snapchat goggles, Snapchat bro, glasses. whatever they're. Yeah, she had those on. So, yeah. you know, they didn't question. They're like, hey, does the sun ever set on cool? No. Okay, miss, you can wear your sunglasses <laughs> inside. We get it. We got to have Shelby yeah. on one of these podcasts. Yeah, that we should. Does the sun ever set on cool? Can I ask you a question? Is that How, how did he use this? Hey, can hey I just... let me ask you something. Does the sun ever set on cool? <laughs> and you'd be like, I, I guess not. <laughs> exactly. I, I and he'd leave his sunglasses on. And then you just walk through and you record all the atrocities happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think that scene was as bad as that, but it it was a little reminiscent of that. But it it was cool to see. I didn't think it was bad. I, I thought it was like someone's holding the camera He's doing something, and he's like, "Whoa!" It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't produced well. It was maybe the lighting was really yeah. crazy. You know, that was lit really well. So that part, yeah, I don't know. It was just really. I, I that scene I really dug because, you know, when the when the female team comes up to the building, they see okay, well, here's this super organized group of dudes, you know, like they're very rigid. They're very militaristic. They've got yeah. a schedule laid out. They go, the women, okay, here's, 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 here's this. The women are the first then, scientific team. Right. And it was all like yeah. kind of paramilitary military people before that. Yeah. And so it's, I thought it was a great way to show how even these super rigid militaristic dudes had like lost that in this place, you know? Yeah. They had gone from this crazy, okay, we got this very strict schedule, like 5, 12 a.m., David's going on watch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're all shirtless in a bathroom cutting each other open to look at guts. It's just, it was such a crazy, dramatic shift a, in 
persona. It had a very Apocalypse Now vibe, like the the look of it, the color, like and then the way that they were just yeah. like, all sweaty and like this is crazy, man. It was like Viet- yeah. Vietnam AF, Vietnam AF. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were going for, right? You know, it's uh, like very warlike. I think they were. He was trying. I think Alex Garland was trying to sort of recall that with those scenes. You know, like hey. Uh, this is kind of what they go through. It's this really fucked up shit. Yeah. You know, where it's imagine. just crazy. It, it changes you away from who you are. Changes yeah. you away from who you are. That's not a sentence. That's fine. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, I guess we could move through the cast. Uh, I forget what the girl, I don't know the actress, but the one who played the paramedic. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, she, I yeah. actually, I usually like those characters are usually really hard to execute because you, you hate them for like being the one that's like, no man, this is crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to ruin everything. But yeah, they play the way that they wrote her and the way she acted it. It was, I didn't hate her. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. Gina Rodriguez. Okay. Yes. Anya Thornson. She was great. I thought, yeah. yeah, I was, I, I just that because it's a, it's a hard, um, it's difficult, like a uh, line to write or whatever character thing to do. Yeah, I like Tessa Thompson a lot too, but she didn't really. I thought she was gonna do more in the movie. She was just kind of like this, like calm voice of reason a lot of the time. They, they felt like there was a lot of her scenes on the cutting room floor. I feel like. Yeah, they sort of ended up using her as just the person who gets to explain what's happening, kind of. Like, yeah. Which I thought I thought it was a really cool concept, the idea that this this, cre- this alien, which they didn't know was an alien at the time, but that it's like refracting not just light, but like DNA and radio signals and stuff. Like, yeah. that was a really cool concept that I'd never really thought of, you know. It was, yeah. I also like the way that she went out, you know, because her sort of inner problem or whatever, however you want to say that was that she had super depression and was a cutter. And then she chose to go out on her own, which is essentially like a metaphor for suicide. You know, you're like, Hey, fuck this. Like I'm going to go out on my own terms. That's what people do when they commit suicide. And that's kind of what she did. But within the, within, you know, the shimmer that's what she chose and she, you could see her she was putting the flowers in her scars and oh like Tessa sort of letting character, new, yeah yeah I thought, yeah i thought we were talking about gina rodriguez's character i was like wait what? oh no yeah i was talking about tessa thompson because yeah you, know, you brought her up but yeah. no that that is that actually now that you say that i'm like yeah wow and it's almost the movie's almost telling you that suicide could be beautiful which is like a weird like a is that okay to say you know like <laughs> Because everyone's yeah. always like, no, it's so wrong. Don't do it. And it's, I don't want to do it at all. I'm not saying that. But, yeah. But it is interesting but in for a them way, to comment that way. It would be like, yeah, maybe maybe suicide is a flower person. Maybe. <laughs> maybe suicide is a flower person. <laughs> well, and in a way. It's no like, better way to say it. When you, when, you, when you die, your body gets turned into stuff. It like gets decomposed. So it's almost like that, that sort of thing. Yeah. It turns into a bunch of flowers. Yeah, yeah. It was really creepy how she was like trying to find her, and then she just like ran around the corner, and there's like a hundred people. Just just, nobody. Well, there's like yeah. a bunch of flower people, and you're just like, oh, this is really yeah. weird. 
That, that was interesting too. That it's like she. So if you're in the shimmer, you can kind of, you could kind of guide what it does to you, or like ride like a wave of it, or something like that. Because you know, it only happened to her. It didn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. Like Gina Rodriguez's character had like the hands thing. She's like, "Oh, what's going on with my hands?" But I don't know if that was happening to all of them or not. I don't think so. I think I think that was the whole point is that each person sort of experiences their own way of going out, almost like their worst fears or something, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. What about, like, uh, I'm looking up the actress, but the, the other lady that was there with them. Um, fuck. Tuva Novotny. Yeah. Because what was her, she had, like, a kid that died, or what happened to her? Yeah, she had a kid that died. Uh, I think it was her kid was taken, if I am mis- not mistaken. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm totally wrong. She, I mean, in the canoe they talk about it. Yeah, I don't remember fully. Yeah, it's it's very brief. She gets but taken I think by that, that bear. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. That's why I, why I thought her kid was like kidnapped or something or in some way, either physically or metaphorically, her child was taken from her and she was taken from the group by the bear, you know? Yeah. And then they find her later and it's like, Oh, that's yeah. I thought, I thought that was kind of a dumb moment when Natalie Portman's like, she's like, I'll go by myself. And they're like, Oh, okay. I'm like, that's, that's, do you, are we, are we really still doing this thing where someone goes off on their own? And no one protests and just goes with them. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I did like how it subverted expectations, though. And I thought something was going to happen there. Yeah. It would have been stupid if something happened. It was nice that it was like, she just goes and finds out. I think think the point of that is to set up the whole betrayal thing. Like, oh, we don't believe you. You lied to us. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about... What did you think about the lighthouse scene with Jennifer Jason Lee and Oscar Isaac and she, Natalie Portman finds that tape and everything? What did you think about that? Yeah, that was a whole, that was a humdinger. That was a real, because, <laughs> well, okay, so I think whenever you do one of these movies, like, you know, Contact or uh, this, I can't think of other ones right now, third, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I still haven't seen actually, but I do have the Blu-ray on my shelf for some reason. Um it's like there's this build up to meeting the alien and like seeing what it is and how it is and and like what it's doing and why and this movie is if i personally i felt like they still didn't quite have an answer so they did this really like kind of abstract weird 20 minutes of movie where there's a lot there's no talking and it's like it was fantastic but it it still felt like Ah, nobody really knows how to do this because we don't know what aliens are. So yeah. I did, I did like that it wasn't, it was not bipedal. It wasn't like Star Trek where everyone has five fingers and is a human, but they have crinkles on their face. <laughs> it was like yeah. a floating, like you know, like a connects block or something. <laughs> it was like, it was like a like a floating magic eye puzzle, you know, or yeah. tesseract or something, and it had like a weird core. That was neat, but I also then it makes me wonder. I kind of wanted to know more. Like, is it silicon based? Is it energy? Is it like us, but just fully evolved or something? Like, you know. yeah. 
I did not like its little layer. I thought that was too much like Alien or some other. Like I've seen that before, you know. Yeah. Well, I I thought it was. I mean, I'm just gonna s- stick to my original thoughts here of thinking. Oh, it's all about a. The whole movie is all about depression or you know mental health issues or whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I thought it was sticking on that level. I thought it was perfect with the this alien creature that what feels like an alien creature, you know, is mimicking your every move that you're wrestling with. Like, is it the person that Natalie Portman is? Is it Natalie Portman? Is it this weird alien thing? You know what I mean? Like it was a really good metaphor in my opinion. And uh, same with Oscar Isaac, like his, that was true. Character dies from a grenade in this really brutal warlike way. And, and then he walks on screen like, as if it never happened. Yeah. But like it's, it's sort of like a, you know, survivor's guilt. Like him, his friends died in war. Maybe, you know, his friends died in the shimmer, whatever, all this war he's been through. And he thinks he should have died as well, but he survived. And that's what it is. You know, it was a metaphor for that. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I thought. That's what yeah, I took no, from it's it. It's fascinating. So. Cause I didn't know what to think. I was like, this is just tripping and then tripping me out. Yeah. And then, but then, so I was wondering is, is the Oscar Isaac that comes back? That's not him. But then is it the alien? Is it one of those like, like mannequin clone things that turn into him? And then if it is, then does it make little copies of itself that send it sends out? Cause then it's still there when Natalie Portman shows up and the Oscar Isaac is still in the facility, like dying or whatever. Yeah. So that was really, I didn't know. And then, and then she kind of kills it and goes out and comes back. And then she's not the same either, but she's still weird. Cause you see her eye, like get all shimmery at the end. So yeah. I, was, I was just really like, so it's like one of them isn't themselves. And one of them also isn't themselves. Oh, Hey cat. Just cat just walked in front of the FaceTime. Yeah. He does that all the time. He's just, the weird thing about him is he never wants attention until I sit at this desk mm-hmm. and then wow. <laughs> he's trying to eat the microphone or just he's bump it. trying to make me pet him. He never wants attention until I sit at the desk and then he's like, oh, <laughs> now yeah, he, remember he, how I'm your best friend just went towards me. Yep. Okay. I, okay. It's the All screen right. is blacked out now. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, what were you, yeah? I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't really get the end either. I thought the ending with Oscar Isaac suddenly waking up was very R two D two at the end of Force Awakens. He <laughs> 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 just suddenly wakes up and you're like, oh, how convenient, you know? Well, there was a reason. I mean, the Shimmer, the thing, like she killed it, and so he came back. Like he, like whatever was going on with him, it. It's like a like a bad Wi-Fi signal got turned off, and now he's like uninterrupted or something, and his his organs or whatever finally fixed themselves or stopped bleeding or whatever was going on. Yeah, I mean that that part made sense. It just I don't know how or why. Like, what was it doing to him? And especially, like, how is how is he connected to it if it was outside? Because it seems like the shimmer was the limit or the range of whatever was going on. Well, I think I think if you 
again, if you stick with the whole metaphor for depression thing, it's Natalie Portman sort of dealing with her own, her own characters, you know, emotions and guilt for kind of being a shitty, yeah, for cheating and kind of being a shitty wife. That was such an interesting, the structure of that, how they revealed it. It was like, yeah, they kind of hint at it. But they make you think that, oh, after he left, she's been with this guy. But then you find out, oh, and then you you kind of like he leaves and she's like, why are you leaving a day early? And then you're like, oh, because the and then he knows maybe. But does he know? And they never answer that either. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think if you stick with that, it was sort of like, OK, he'd been treating her a, a different way. Because maybe he knew this thing. Maybe he knew something was just up with her. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as she kind of dealt with her own internal emotions and sort of became herself again, then they could go back a little bit to their old relationship. But they're also new people now that they've both dealt with these weird things. Yeah, like they're different. They're going to be together, but they're not the same. And Yeah. Wow. But on the sci-fi level. Because I would not think that at all. Yeah, but on the sci-fi level, I don't think it really works because it's – you do see, like, that thriller moment where Natalie Portman's eyes shimmer and, like, yeah. at the end of the thriller music video, and you're like, oh, it's Michael same... Jackson suddenly a zombie. But, yeah. like, wait, what? Does but that make sense? But what happened to her – yeah, it doesn't – it's like – because what happened to her is not the same thing. Like, Oscar Isaac yeah. is probably a clone or a copy, but she's definitely not because we've seen – like, we saw that it's not the case. But yeah. then she's like infected, so it's kind of like, did the alien copy itself anyways into her somehow, and then it died? Yeah, uh, on the sci-fi level, I I just did I didn't think it worked for me at all. Yeah, you know, and, and I thought it was very convenient how they had Benedict Wong. Like, what was he doing in there? Why is he asking all these questions? Like, they would know all of this stuff already. You know, it was very well. I think that just was like, that oh, was, hey, we got to move the plot along. We got it. Well, I think the idea of that was that's the first time they're finding these things out. It's not like she hasn't been there. She like she just got back. They cleaned her up, whatever, changed her into like office scrubs or office hospital scrubs. And then she's sitting there and they're interrogating her to find out what happened. So this is that is the first time they're learning all these facts. But I thought they knew about everything already before she got to the facility. Right. Like, wasn't that kind of the point? How would they know? Because I, well, I mean, they're a government, secret government agency hiding this massive shimmer alien structure that is engulfing a state, and they well, don't sure, know but, about some well, dude that they sent in and a chick that they're about to send in. No, I'm uh, no, but she's talking about their journey, not other stuff she's she's relating like this is then we found the alligator that had like teeth shark teeth in it and then we found these flowers and then we found the man who turned into a coral reef and then we found you know what i mean like that's the first time learning all that stuff well i get that but at the beginning she's talking about like their relationship and stuff Hmm. right because at the, the beginning is her already in the suit yeah being interrogated by benedict wong and then we go back, and then we catch up to the beginning of the journey. You know, 
Yeah. Like, why didn't they, they didn't ask her any of this stuff? They didn't figure out any of this stuff prior to her going to the facility? I don't remember fully, like, what parts happened when and if that was part of what she was telling them. Because they might have just, the movie's kind of very loose with what happens when and showing you stuff at certain times. Like, you have to yeah. piece it together as it goes. But I think that maybe she's not telling them some of the stuff and we're just seeing it. Because in a way, although also, like, I know they're a government organization, they know everything, but also she's not interesting to them until, like, she gets involved. You know what I mean? Like, she's, it's not like they're they're like, oh, we're going to bug their house and, and then she doesn't need to tell us about oh, the time they had sex that one time and then how they were reading books on the couch and he was distant and it was weird. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i get that but do, do you and I, I, I don't know do you and Brittany ever do that where you like do you guys just sit on the couch together but like each read a book i don't think anyone does that like hipsters in midtown mm. do that but that's it we both sit on the couch and play on our phones and not talk to each other sometimes <laughs> yeah i mean that checks out I don't know. Relationships, weird. <laughs> Is there a normal one? I don't know. Anyways, people suck and nobody should be in a relationship. Annihilation, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we talked it talked it out pretty good. Uh, I have to leave in like 10 minutes, so I have 10% battery yeah. also. <laughs> yeah, I'm at 16%. Yikes. For all the listeners at home, all eight of you, I was pulling my collar in a Rodney Dangerfield-like move. Uh, No respect at all. (laughs) Wearing a bathrobe and nothing underneath. I'm going to go jack off after this set into a pile of shrimp tails. I feel like the last two years of his life, he only ate shrimp. I don't know why I think that, but... No, that makes sense. That checks out. That's pretty scientific. It's like, I only eat shrimp. Oh, also, I want to say the uh, robot, like uh, Oscar Isaac's sex slave robot from Ex Machina is the chick, she plays the shimmer alien that Natalie Portman... Oh, it faces off against at the end, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh man, that's two weird sort of dance-off scenes from <laughs> that Alex Garland has used her for." You know, like it's just this weird, like yeah, mimey scene in in at the end of Annihilation, and then she's also in this weird dance move. They just call it with Lena Oscar Double. Isaac. Is that what they call it? Are yeah, you I looking just, on the IMDb? Yeah, I just looked. Yeah. That's why I disappeared. <laughs> um, she's only good for dancing and mimicking dance like movements i i kind of like that though when you see like the same cast in each director's in a director's movies yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cool it's like you you imagine that they all have fun together and they worked well together and it's like he's yeah, yeah. they're like we gotta yeah i want i want that someday i want to be like yeah you know have like my my peeps and like they might not always be this like maybe the star recycle or cycles in and out or something but you always have those like couple people they're like your buds and you throw them in there. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this there weren't very many hijinks on the on the set of Annihilation though. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it was, must have been pretty dour cuz 
the the four women or or the five four four five 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 they were all kind of like they had issues and they were like stressed because it i can't yeah. i kind of like you can i've had a lot of trouble with stress lately and it's amazing how much it affects you and you don't even realize you're like pushing it down and then it like suddenly you're like why am i breaking out that's weird uh why am i tired so tired that's all the this time? movie dude yeah. that is the movie annihilation is a metaphor for that exact wow. thing yeah so it must have been hard to, it, but i always think like for an actor to have to play that character you see them for like an hour and a half to two hours do that but for them it was like months of their life where they were every yeah. day waking up getting into that mind place mind space and then going to work that way and then going home and trying to not feel awful probably i mean some people are probably better at it than others or some people it's like less affecting because there's those actors who are like they have to do it all the time and then there's actors who are like hey, yeah, that was fun and they just cut and it's like i'm this yeah now. so i feel like every day natalie Portman got home and her husband's like hey honey how was work she's like terrible i hated literally every second of it I had to play a super depressed woman who really hates her life and her life decisions, and it just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. But enough about Jackie or whatever that movie's called. Oh, boom goes dynamite slash film podcast joke. Okay, anyways. Yeah, you know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you want to? Is there anything else you want to say about it, or got any more thoughts? Uh. No, if you're depressed or whatever, you're stressed out, it gets better, dude. Don't hold it out inside or else you're going to be like this weird alien in the lighthouse in the shimmer. Yeah. Uh, or you'll turn into a flower person. I don't know. but Or you'll get your face eaten off by a bear. Nobody wants that. So no. don't do that. No one wants Just that. don't do that. No one wants Talk to that. somebody. It's good. Uh, don't use a phosphorus grenade to kill yourself because that's pretty brutal. Yeah. And looks, I think that's it. I don't really have anything scary. else to say. Okay, yeah. Uh, one last thing is, I think the cinematography was beautiful. And, oh, uh, gorgeous. There's a lot of Phenomenal. really cool shots. It's kind of thing where you don't, if you aren't looking for it, you won't notice it because you'll just be like, it's a movie, it looks cool. But then when if you yeah. look at it and you're like, that shot must have been hard to set up and it's really precise and exact because it's like, oh, they had to step into focus and uh, just yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, where do we, What do you want to plug anything? Uh, I'm making Crocodile Man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start shooting that pretty soon, and so that'll probably be done in a month or so. Other than that, no, I'm sort of on and off Twitter. That's about it. Okay. I don't have anything going on. I don't. I, no, I don't have anything. That's totally. Fine. I'm still on a previous episode of uh, Epic Tiki's Take. You were in a bunch so of sketches too. So, YouTube.com/slash Epic Tiki Comedy, and there's a bunch of Mike Garland if you scroll back far enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look for me on that. That's you, it. That's all I got. All right. Well, you can find me at Epic Tiki on Twitter, at Epic Tiki. No, at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram. I'm Luke Soin on Facebook. If you add me on there, please tell me why, because I don't just add random people sometimes because I'm like, who the fuck are you? Uh, I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. The YouTube channel. Please uh, subscribe to our podcast tell your friends if you liked it and rate and review it if you do a good rating then they the itunes is like oh this one and then they show people and then we get more listeners and then everyone likes it and so that's cool uh <laughs> yeah i don't know that's pretty much it i have some shows coming up but oh 
well, this is probably going to be out in like a day or two, so don't worry about my shows. Just ask me. We're friends, everyone. We're all friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, at Mr. Garland Comedy on Twitter. That's MR Garland, like Christmas wreath comedy. Or Alex pretty Garland. Easy. Yeah, pretty much like Alex Garland. Yeah, there we go. But Very with cool, MR. Shagadelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do one. I want to do a podcast with you that's not a review or just hang out and talk. I feel like we could do one of those for like four hours straight. Exactly. We're just talking riff about nothingness. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what's up. <laughs> All right, everybody. So this has been Epic Tiki's Take on Annihilation. Thanks very much for listening. Look for our future podcasts in the future where we uh, talk about stuff. And things. Yeah, and things. We talk about a lot of things. That's I've been Luke Soyan, WKRP.com, S slash contact info. Perfect. <laughs> okay, Nailed bye. it. Bye. Bye.